three quarters of the books. Argos up 19-9. Nice to see the A team back. Yes. Cheerleading team. The dance team. Back performing for Argo fans here at BMO Field tonight. I was getting into it beforehand. The Argos have two guys holding up giant poster boards. And they're shielding the two coaches calling the defensive signals. Corey Mace, the defensive coordinator, and Kevin Ivan, the linebackers coach. They're shielding them from the stands and, I yeah. guess, the eyes in the sky. Um just so they're not seeing the signals, I guess, that they're calling in. Yeah. Um, also, it's funny that they're doing that because I was talking to Alden Darby uh, today, and he told me he was coming to the game, and he joked, I'm going to be stealing signals uh, from the coaches and everything like <laughs> that. So that must be a thing that goes on, especially, you know, people in the stands. You never know who's there. You yeah. don't want, you know, any type of advantage being given away. So better to be safe than story. But football coaches, most, you know, <laughs> paranoid people alive. Well, was, you know, some of them are obvious. Like a guy, coach will on offense will point to his eye, right, for an <laughs> yeah, eye formation, yeah. or the or he'll hold up like he's looking down the barrel of a shotgun. Yeah, you know, okay, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this stuff like that is going to be too uh, difficult to pick up. And then some of the some of the other stuff, though, that where a quarterback will call out something, but he'll also make a signal. Yeah, just to kind of let guys know what's going on. Second out and short for the Alouettes as we flip sides. Whatever breeze coming off the lake seems to now be going in the other direction. So Montreal may have known something <laughs> from the weatherman as they now get a little bit of a breeze here in the fourth quarter. Argos defending now the south end zone, the lake side of BMO Field. And defending the Gardner Expressway side will be the Montreal Alouettes. Owls wearing white with blue numbers, blue helmets, and blue pants. Argos in their dark blue or Oxford blue jerseys, Oxford blue helmets, and the Cambridge, the baby blue, as it were, uh, numbers and pants. Thanks to the folks at the CN Tower who lit up the tower last night for us, putting on a light show every half, every hour at the bottom of the hour. And Nathan Phillips Square today, the uh, iconic Toronto sign was double blue all day. So we thank our friends around the city, helping fans get pumped up for tonight's home opener. That's pre- that's pretty cool. That light show is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's pretty, pretty cool, cool around the city to see the double blue lit up. Love to see you at a game, July fourth, the next home game, Winnipeg in town. It's a seven thirty kickoff. We'll have the game for you here on TSN ten fifty. Have all the games here for you. Waiting for the officials to blow in uh, the lengthy commercial timeout on the TV side. And here we go. Second down and a yard to go. And once again, it's going to be Dominic Davis in. And he will fall forward and get the first down. No flags. He'll take it all the way inside the 30. So a gain of about six yards on second and short. Trevor Harris comes back out with the offense. Alouette's trailing by 10 just underway here in the third quarter. Trevor Harris, since he has come in, has moved the ball fairly well and avoided a couple of potential sacks. And he is 11 of 19, 58%, 164 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick that directly resulted in a field goal at the end of the first half. No, it was interesting to see Bernard. And we have a timeout with four seconds left on the 22nd clock. Montreal calls its first of two timeouts. Interesting spot for a timeout, but they must have had the wrong play call or misaligned player 
that was urgent enough for them to use a timeout. But I was saying earlier, it was interesting to see Vernon Adams Jr. get the hook so early in the game. I mean, a, a quarter, is it even a quarter and a half that he he, he got he got the, the hook? But, uh, as you're talking, I'm having a flashback to the Eastern Final, okay? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> but, you know, Trevor has come in, uh, Trevor Harris has come in here and, you know, steady the ship a little at the point where he was benched. I think they had only had 36 yards of total offense. So, you know, for the Argos, you know, you got a different guy back there right now, and you've got to be on your toes. First and 10 from the Argo, 29. Play action. Harris back to pass. Has some time. Now he's going to take off, and he will slide down at the 23-yard line. That's where he started his slide. They'll mark it there, and it will be a gain of about six yards. Five or six. They'll mark it five. They're actually going to mark it at the 24. Second down and five. Inside 14 minutes now. Argos lead by 10. Alouette certainly in field goal range. See if the Argos can get some pressure. Jaguar Davis on one end. Shane Ray on the other. The mighty oak in the middle. Harris started under center. Now drops back into a pistol. He's got Anthony behind him. Three receivers to the near side. And they snapped it just before zero. Harris throws it over the middle. Almost picked off as once again sniffing around the football was the Sam Robert Priester luckily for Harris it hit the ground and it's third down and four third down and five and coming up for his fourth field goal attempt is David Cote he has hit from 43 26 and 18 this will be from 31 in the middle of the field Joseph Zima the punter is the holder Snap and a holder good. It's a low line drive, but it will get through. It weren't pretty, as it were, but it gets through, and it's 19 to 12. So all of a sudden, it's a one score game once again. Argonauts have the lead with 13 10 remaining here in quarter number four. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Double Blue. This is TSN 1050. Welcome back. Mike Hogan and Tay Jay with you here on TSN 1050 tonight. Let us know where you're listening from tonight. Had fun with that in Guelph uh, when we were doing yeah. uh, the broadcast. Uh, at Mike Hogan. At, uh, what, what the hell is my Twitter? Is that Mike Hogan Argos on Twitter? At Mike Hogan, H-O-G-A-N, Argos. And let us know where you're listening from tonight. Would love to know. Hope we're keeping you company tonight. And if you're an Argo fan, you're liking the scoreboard right now. 19-12, 13-10 remaining in the fourth quarter. Argos, with the rule change, we'll keep reminding you, it's first game of the season We'll take over to the 40-yard line. Some rule changes this year. That some of the placements after scoring plays has changed, and this is one that's going to be a big advantage to the offenses. The defense holds the other team to a field goal. You get rewarded by getting at the 40 instead of the 35. And that's where McLeod Bethel-Thompson will put it in play. 19 of 25 for 245. Four receivers go to the right side. Bethel Thompson, back to pass, going long, down the numbers, and just missing Speedy B. And Speedy B immediately, Brandon Banks, pats himself on the chest and said, my bad. Yeah, you know, it looked like obviously a corner route, but the way the play is designed, the way McLeod Bethel Thompson throws his ball, it looks like Speedy B is supposed to bend this a little bit uh, on a on a steeper angle towards the sideline more of an out than a corner and uh that's the connection that will come as the season goes on right it's speedy b's first regular season game as argonaut it will come 
They start with an empty backfield. Harris moves back in, picks up the blitz, allows McLeod Bethel-Thompson to hit a man on a crossing route. It's a first down. As once again, it's Cam Phillips with the catch. And the one-time leading receiver in the XFL ends up with his third catch of the night. He looked good on that play. And this is a play where Montreal Alouettes are bringing a blitz up the middle with Chris Ackie. Cam Phillips is of the hot on this play. He knows he's the hot. He's ready for the ball, and he's also ready for Yak after this play. Does a great job at the end of the play, putting both hands on the ball, protecting the first down. 12 minutes and change remaining now. Clock moving. Argo's up by 7. They've got a first down at their own 53-yard line. Harris behind McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Three receivers to the right. They'll give the ball to Harris off guard. He'll take it down to the 50-yard line for a gain of seven. There it is. There it is. Fourth down. You got a lead. It's, it's good to have a player like Andrew Harris who can churn out yards on the ground play after play and grind this game down, especially when the defense is tired at this point of the game. Second and three, and you know the offensive line loves to run block. Oh, yeah. And now you've got one of the best downhill runners the CFL has seen in the last 20 years in Andrew Harris. He's going to get it again. He's going to kick it out right side, and he's going to get the first down out of the 45-yard line for a gain of five. That's why they signed Andrew Harris. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of talk was, you know, Winnipeg's O-line has been really good. Well, they had a guy back there that was making, also making them look really good. So I'm excited to see what they're going to be saying about this Toronto Argonauts O-line with having a guy like Andrew Harris back there helping with protection, churning out yards, and winning ball games. Crowd's into it. Adam Goss saying, first down, and the crowd picks it up. Argos. And they do have a first down to the Montreal 44. Offensive line looks geeked. But it's play action. Bethel Thompson going to come down the sideline, and it is incomplete. He was looking for Gittens, and he didn't get his feet in bounds. He's saying he caught the football, but was unable to get his foot down. Players on the bench calling for a review. It looked like he got pushed out while he was in the air, but does he get one foot? No. Close. Close. Way closer than it looked live. It's like three inches outside onto the white paint and oh that is so close so close he tried to dock the eye and almost did it what a heck of an effort by curly gittens jr would have been a first down instead it's second down 10 to go they're in field goal range now if they want to try the long field goal bethel thompson has a man inside the 40 now it's a shorter field goal as they hit devaris daniels for his fourth catch, I believe, and uh, that will bring out the field goal unit for sure. And that is Devaris Daniels' fourth catch for 41 yards unofficially. And out comes Boris, who has hit from 17, from 29, from 38, and somehow missed from 26. Very unbeady-like, and now Montreal's got an injured player. And is that Chris Aki? He looks like Chris Aki. It is Chris. 21. Guy's done so much for the youth community in Cambridge uh, with his football camps. Yes. One of the good guys. He was like the perfect Argo. Uh, unfortunately, he was only here for a year, and then they decided to go in another direction. And the year he was here, there was no season because of COVID. Much like, and I, I, I kind of yeah. bust you every once in a while about <laughs> Montreal, but same situation where guys changed teams yeah. and didn't get a chance to play for that new team because COVID came. And then for different circumstances, guys ended up not being on that team 
when we came back. So Beatty is waiting to kick here as Chris is down. And hopefully it's just a cramp, but they're working a little higher on the lo- higher on the leg. Like one guy's working on the hammy, the other guy's working on the ankle. And we missed this, but after Andrew Harris's last carry, he went over to the to the bench area, and they're working on his hamstring. So you hope it's nothing. You hope it's just a cramp, and he can get back out there because this is winning time here in the fourth quarter, and this is a time where he, you know, he's shown in the past where he shines. So Beattie's going to come out. This will be roughly a 45-yard field goal from essentially the middle of the field. Easier for the kickers this year because you've taken the wide angle out of play on the longer field goals. And even on the short field goals, that angle sometimes is tough. Everything seems to be like dead center, right? And even if it's not, you can kind of angle the holder to be in the middle. So it's easier on the kickers for sure. Reinhardt's snap is good. Haggerty's hold is good. The kick has Uh-oh. the height. The kick is drifting, and he's going to miss it right. Willie Alowitz decide to run it out. Chandler Worthy's taking some time off the clock and then goes down with nine and a half left. So they get the one. It's now a touchdown and two-point conversion game, but it's an eight-point lead for the Argonauts instead of a two-score game. Nine and a half left in the fourth quarter. 20-12 to 12 Argos. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. So Boris Beattie wide from 45. They get the rouge, and it is now 28-12 to 12 for the Argos. Um, you think there's anything to the fact he's got a new holder this year? And I'm not blanking Haggerty, who was a holder at Western Kentucky, but it's a different yeah. thing. Boris and Mack were totally in sync. They're in sync, and, you know, Boris Beattie has his best season ever as a, as a kicker with Mack as his holder, and it could be something psychological, but we know that Boris is the least – likely like kicker uh at least like any other kicker that we've ever seen because he's not you know in his head about anything he just he just go out there and kicks the ball so no it's uh something to be watched to to be watched for the remainder of this game and the season so mcclub bethel thompson now just 16 i gotta do math here 16 yards from passing kerwin bell on the all-time argos list and moving into sixth and i'll do the math on andrew harris momentarily 10 yards now to get for the Alouettes after the single. They'll start at their own 40-yard line. Send four receivers to the near side. Eugene Lewis all alone up top. They'll go over oh. the middle on a seam route to Reggie White. And he'll get the first down and three or four more, or, and about eight more. Yeah. Down to the Argo 52 with 9-12 remaining. Yeah, Trevor Harris is dicing them up right now, especially with that run pass option. All he needs is a linebacker to take a step up, and he's just dropping that ball over over the linebackers, over the head for some pretty good yardage here. And the Argos have to decide. Do you want to sell out for the run or do you want to just play the pass, passing lanes? And they might be better served playing the passing lanes. First and ten. They had a, set up a screen here for Lewis, who makes the defender miss. He'll go down the sidelines, knocked out of bounds at the 35. And that will be a first down. As again, they're going... In the direction of Caleb Holden, who was in yeah. for the injured Robertson Daniel, who was in for the injured Jamal Peters. So we talked about it earlier th- this game, right? Why do I like Eugene Lewis? You know, you saw the deep ball twice. One got called back. You saw the intermediate stuff. Now you're seeing the screen screen game where he can make a guy miss and get you a first down. So one of the most complete receivers in the league, Eugene Lewis, showing why tonight. Alouette's in field goal range. They're at the 34-yard line. They'll dump it out to Chandler Worthy out of the backfield. He'll make a guy miss. He's got some burner now, and he'll take it for the first down. That was Mechie who made the tackle, maybe saved the touchdown, 
at the 22-yard line, a gain of 12. Yeah, we all know Chandler Worthy well. He's got return skills, and on this play, he just gets the ball almost behind the line of scrimmage. He's got people blocking for him and just turns it into a return, and he's comfortable in these kind of situations. You know, it ducks like he's going inside, ducks back outside, puts on the burners for that first down. At the 22-yard line, ball on the left hash mark, three receivers to the near side, Montreal down by eight with 8.04 remaining here. Argos jump, no call. Antwi will take it to the 20 and be hit hard at the 16-yard line after a gain of six. Antwi was shaken up in the first half. He came back. Argos are without their starting right tackle in Dejon Allen. The Alouettes without their middle linebacker, Trey Watson. Both were kicked out for a skirmish in the first half. I think Watson may be hitting the pocketbook as well. Ooh. It might be a so maximum. might be Allen, but yeah, yeah it was, that was a tough one as he stomped on the head of Dijon Allen. Think Rocket Ismail, but only with one foot. For those old enough to remember that reference. Anthony off tackle far side. Ooh. Had a hole and then somehow went inside, ran into his own man. He'll still get the first down, down to the eight-yard line. But, Natay, I thought that was six. Yeah, that's... I don't know how he didn't score on this play. The hole looked massive. Everything was set up well. And it looked like he chose to go into contact instead of away from contact. And that probably cost him a touchdown. Oh, wow. Shaq Richardson filled it. We didn't see, I didn't even see Shaq Richardson. That was, that was unbelievable. That should have been six. But hey, this is a time where in the red zone, deep in the red zone, the Argos need a stand. First Only up goal eight. from the eight, from the left hash mark. Antwi behind Harris in the pistol. And play action again. Harris eludes the first tackler. Rolls out to his left. Stops. Makes another one. Missed to the five. To the one. Did he get in? No. They'll mark it at the one-yard line as Trevor Harris turned into Mike Vick. Oh, my God. You took the words right out of my mouth. Tory Gurley was in this studio earlier. And we used to, when Trevor would do this in practice, we'd call him Trevor Vick. I kid you not. uh, That was... I've never seen that in a real game from Trevor. That was a great job by him eluding a lot of Argo defenders, and he's down just before the end zone, but he put his team in the position to be to, to, to punch this in with a sneak. Dominic Davis had a touchdown on short yardage last week in Calgary for Montreal. He'll fall forward and get another one this week. There's the signal. No doubter. And now Montreal two points away from tying this thing up. This has gotten real interesting. Real interesting in a hurry. Those two missed field goals look are, look a lot worse at this point now. So it's 20 to 18, and the Alouettes will try for two with 5.46 remaining, trying to tie this thing up. Yeah, the, the one really does you no good because you, you still need – you know, you still need to score again. And if you're, you know, in the position to get a one, you're probably in the position to get three points. So might as well try to tie it up here and uh, and go from there. I like the call from Karari Jones. Anthony will go behind Trevor Harris. They snap it from the three-yard line. They've got a tight end on one side. Two receivers come to the near side. Play action. Harris floats one to the corner, and it is incomplete. The Argo defender fell down. They were looking for Jake Winicky, who's been invisible tonight. And the Argos will dodge a bullet, yeah. still have a two-point lead. That was only the second target to Winnicky all night. 
And it's Argos leading by two. It's 20 to 18, 524 left. We'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. We got a game here at BMO Field. 2018 Argos lead the Alouettes who missed the two-point conversion attempt. And the Argos will get it back. 5.24 remaining. Argos moving from right to left wearing their dark blue tops, light blue pants, light blue numbers, dark blue helmets. Montreal in white with blue helmets, blue numbers, blue pants. And the uh, socks are red. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson statistically now needs... Hang on. I... I, I Nobody told me there'd be math when I started this. <laughs> 16 yards to pass Kerwin Bell. I'm moving to sixth place all time on the Argos passing leaderboard. And just six yards is needed by Trevor Harris. Obviously unofficial as they sometimes there's a yard or two out at the end of the game. But he's got 23 receiving. He's got 87 rushing. So 110. So he needs six yards for 15,000 combined rushing and receiving yards. That is... Is some pretty good football. Here's the kickoff. High, not too deep. And Javon Leak will come and take it at the 16-yard line. Far numbers cut to the middle of the field to the 25, to the 30, to the 35, to the 40. And he'll be tackled at the 41-yard line. Nice return by the Maryland star returner. Oh, yeah. Only guy in Big Ten history to be named Player of the Week offensively and special teams in the same game. That's you know how hard that is to do. Oh my god! Because you think you're going to be tired one way or the other. Right. Oh my goodness. He's special. Argo's really looking forward to see what he can do up here. Oh yeah, I am too. I, ever since I, in the preseason, I mean, this guy has got juice. I remember saying it. He touched the ball. You think he can go? Argo's have five twelve to kill here on this drive. They'll start at their own forty-one yard line. They'll give the ball up the middle. And that's Adebaboye who is in the backfield, and he will get about five yards. So you get some fresh legs in there. And as you mentioned, they were working on the hamstring of Andrew Harris a little bit earlier on. And I'm looking for him on the sidelines. Yeah, no, I, he's, he's there without his helmet on. And okay. they're showing him right now. So that hamstring injury he was pointing to may be more significant than uh, we, we'd hope. Five to get on second down. Adam Boye will stand to the right of McLeod Bethel Thompson. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. He gets through the ball in a hurry at first down yardage. Where are they going to mark this? It's going to be about two feet shy of the first down as Curly Gittins Jr. has a catch for nine. Yeah, you got to go for this. Oh, no question. At this point in the game, you got to put him away. And Mack is going to stay in. Cross is going to come in. Isaiah Wright. A big-bodied receiver at 220, 6'2", former Washington NFLer. And they'll need two feet here on on third down. And they're going to go on the pistol. They're going to give the ball to out of a boy. Hey, he'll get the first down. He went airborne, and he go. got down to the 52-yard line for a gain of two. That rookie's got guts. Oh, huh. I'm no fancy physician or anything. It's hard to run when you're a foot in the air. <laughs> Unless you're like Fred Flintstone or the right. road runner. No, but he treated this like there was a pileup, you know, one yard in front of the your yard again. And he was like, there's no way I'm going to get this on the ground. I have to get airborne. Savvy there from the rookie. By the way, his dad has turned into super fan. Yeah. Dr. Out of We love it. We love it. And they go an end around. Here's Speedy B across the formation, and he'll get knocked out of bounds at the 52-yard line. 
You know, the play design is fantastic, but the LOS did a good job on the outside, reading this, shedding blocks, and corralling him before he's able to get going. Attendance tonight, 12,498. Good crowd on this side. Not great on the other side. We've hit the three-minute warning, so the Argos have killed two minutes and 12 seconds on this drive. How much more can they do, and can they cap it off with some points? We'll find out when we come back. Exactly three minutes left. 2018 Argos. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Double Blue, TSN 1050. Well, we're down to the three-minute warning. The Argos have a two-point lead and the football facing a second down and nine, Coach Jay, Where do you go here? You know, Marquise Ambles was a guy making things happen uh, in the first half, and he showed the ability to take short passes, take him to take him for first downs and extra yaks. So he's a guy I'd look for in this kind of situation. Kyle um, Bethel Thompson, though, he knows that, you know, he talked about it with, on our podcast, Cover 2, he, whatever, whatever situation is, you're going to go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four consistently. I just look for him to make the best play here with what he has, and hopefully the guy that catches this can get enough yak and make a first down. Four receivers go to the far side of the field with the ball on the left hash mark. Back to pass. Bethel Thompson has time. Fires a dart. It's knocked up in the air and incomplete. He was looking for Devaris Daniels, but it was broken up, and that will bring out the punt unit. Marc-Antoine Decoy from Montreal made the play, played his university ball for Danny Machocha. So that's the third time they've ran that play, the slot curl. Twice to Curry Gaines Jr. and that one time to Devaris Daniels. And that play has worked twice, but it might be three too many times because the Montreal Alvis were all over that. The safety was in on that play. The Mark Antoine Decoy read it like a book. Haggerty almost blocked. Oh, boy, Montreal came, almost got it, and it's going to go out of bounds outside the 20, which means a penalty against the Argonauts. So Montreal is going to get really good field position here as a breakdown on the protection and Haggerty who came into the punt averaging 57 on the night and this is going to move it up for Montreal that needs a field goal to take the lead so the defense now that looked much crisper in the first half than in the second half so they'll mark it now at the 34 yard line so Montreal with 244 remaining I don't know how that didn't get blocked. Yeah, It should have been. He was it through clean. If he laid out. Yeah, that's a block. block. At the 34-yard line, right hash mark. Alouettes will send four receivers to the far side. Moving left to right. Lewis to the near side. Pump and go. Harris wants it all. Tight coverage, and it is incomplete. It's going to be a flag. Nope. Ball was well underthrown. We'll see if there's a challenge by Montreal. As Robert Priester, the Sam linebacker, was stride for stride in chase position, but right in the back pocket of Tyson Philpot, And that's the first time we've called the rookie's name tonight. And uh, the coach, he came up to the sideline. The coaches asked him if that was pass interference, and he shook his head and said no. So great nope. coverage by Robert Priester. First, first regular season game in double blue. Second down and 10. Ginormous play for the Argonaut defense here. From the 34-yard line, their own... The Alouettes send three to the near side with the ball on the right hash mark. Two up top. Harris back to pass. Four-man rush. Looks, looks, throws to the far sideline, and it is incomplete. He was looking for Gene Lewis. Tight coverage by Tarveris McFadden, who probably had a better shot at the football. 
But Harris threw it out of bounds. It's third down and nine, Coach. 2.30 left. You no lead it. is safe. Yeah, you got to kick it. They're not. Kahari's wow. going for this with 2.30 this, left. This is the game right here because the Argos, if you don't get this, the Argos are in field goal range immediately. So you're probably banking on if you don't get this, your defense gets a two and out, and they kick a field goal, and you still need a touchdown. Yeah. Still a one-possession game. Argos have the chance to run out the clock if they can stop it here. Third down and 10 from their own 34. They showed the owner in the box mouthing. I read his lips. He said, what are we doing? Why are we kicking it? <laughs> Three receivers up top, two to the near side. Harris back, four-man rush, steps up in the pocket, flush out of the pocket, throws across his body. It is caught. Leaping catch along the near sideline. How does he continually get open? It's Eugene Lewis again across midfield of the Argo 51. We talked about this, uh, why he's one of my favorite receivers. I think I keep repeating myself, but even when the play breaks down, he's got the veteran savvy enough to sit down in the zone and look for the ball. Trevor Harris finds him. Just over the fingertips of Shaquille Richardson, who was up in the formation. Yeah. So it's a first down at the 51. It would be a 58-yard field goal right now. 221 remaining. First down, Alouettes at the Toronto 51. Four-man rush. Harris dumps it out on a crossing route to Reggie White, who makes one defender miss, dives forward, may have the first down. It's close. Stops the clock with 213 remaining. But And the short yardage offense for the Alouettes comes out. If well, right now, the Alouettes look like they're in field goal range, but if they go on to win this game, Kari Jones looks like a genius in making that change in that first half to bring Trevor Harris in this game because he's unlocked parts of this Montreal Alouettes offense that we didn't see at all in that first half. And to be honest, no way I would have gone for that on third and ten. No. No, 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 I wouldn't either. So he looks good because it, it worked. Good, yeah, but I don't think I still, even though it worked, I still don't think it was the right call because no. you put the team in and you stole so much time to go. And a first down. Montreal will get it as Dominic Davis falls forward to the 40, sorry, the 38, 39, depending on where the placement is. And the Argos now need a two and out in a hurry to leave some time on the clock. Right. Or at least force a, a kick here. But that's what happens when you go for it and you're aggressive and you get it. Now everybody on that sideline believes that you can win this game. Our coach believes in us. He's got our back. And, you know, momentum is a funny thing in sports. And Montreal seems to have it right now. Sack or a turnover would be huge right now for the Argo D. First and 10 from the 39-yard line. It would be a 46-yard field goal now. Hitch screen far side. Caught Lewis is tackled almost immediately. Good wrap-up. On the far side. By, great job by Caleb Holden. It was Holden, thank you. He was job. not the biggest human being on the planet. <laughs> no, he held his own against uh, Gino Lewis there, and they tried this play before where Gino Lewis was able to catch the screen pass and make his way outside for a first down, but now Caleb Holden holds him to a three-yard gain, gives his defense a chance for a stop. Big play for the Argo D. Clock moving inside a minute and a half left. Right now, it would be a 43, 44-yard field goal attempt. Second down from the 37. Argos in a four-man front line. Back to pass, Harris goes over the middle, and it is caught. For the first down by Hergi Mayala, who will take it down to the 18-yard line, and now the Argos are going to need some help. Yeah, just, I'm almost to the point. Do you let them score here? Yeah, it's getting to that point because you need time. You need to save time. 
This is a zone zone read for Hergie Maiella. Trevor Harris is able to find him in this soft intermediate zone. Argos call their timeout. If you're unfamiliar with TFL rules, you have two timeouts for the game, and you can only call one inside the three-minute warning in the second half. So the Argos were looking good a minute ago. Argos were looking great late in the third quarter, up 18-9 and lining up for a field goal attempt. But Boris has missed a couple, unlike him. Last year, Boris was the all-star in the East, 85% success rate. And hits in 13 games, hit 650 plus, too shy of a full season record. Hello, Dr. Turnover. This would be a great time for a turnover. Boy, perfect time. But you know, Montreal are going to be squeezing that pigskin pretty oh, tight yeah. right now. Ball oh. at the 16 yard line. Clock stopped after the timeout, a minute nine left. Argonauts. Needs something here. Ball at the 16-yard line. Three receivers go to the wide side. They've got a shift on, and they give the ball to Anthony. He's tackled in the backfield. Third guy in, finally wrapped him up. Hendricks had the first shot at him. And now it's a second down and 11 from the 17. It would be a 24-yard field goal attempt. Minute three left. Clock will start when the referee blows play in. And the Alouettes are going to let this thing run down. They're still in the huddle. They can run it down to 43, roughly, and snap the football. Eight seconds left on the play clock. Harris looks things over. Two receivers to each side. Offset eye. And they'll give the ball to Wantley off guard, and he will get inside the 15 to about the 13. And the Alouettes can now run it down to about 20 seconds, inside 20 seconds, and attempt a very short field goal of 25 yards, 20 yards. Hello, Sean Oakman. Get out there and stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah, this would be a great time for a block field going. Sean Oakman is just the right guy. This is so short, though. Basically, yeah, Kote can kick the bottom yeah, of the football and get wedge. it up in the air. Yeah. And it'll be a 21-yard attempt. 37 seconds left. They can run it down to roughly 18 and snap it. They may even just take it down that far and call timeout. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to kick this. They're going to run it down nine more seconds and call timeout and then kick it then. Smart thing to do. Milk as much off the clock. And with one second left, they call the timeout. It says 17. I think they'll put another second back on the clock. And move it back to 18. We'll see. Right now it says 17. Short field goal attempt. Yep, they're putting another second back on the clock. So we had six foot eight, six foot nine ish, Sean Oakman in the middle. for a 21-yard field goal attempt. The holder is Joseph Zima, the global punter. The long snapper is the veteran Pierre-Luc Caron out of Laval. So here it is. Clock will start once the ball is snapped. 
It'll be snapped from the 13-yard line. And now Dave Foxcroft will start the 22nd block. The right-footer, Cote, who has four field goals tonight, wants his fifth. Snap is good, so is the hold. It's up. Missed it! Oh, he He missed missed it. it! He missed it left! Unbelievable! And the Argos are 14 <laughs> seconds away from a miracle victory tonight. That's game. 2019. This just in to the owner of the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> Your team did not kill the Toronto Argonauts tonight. Reports of their death were greatly exaggerated. Snap was good. Hold was good. Laces were out, and he just gagged. This is unbelievable because this is even shorter than an extra point. He just missed it. He just missed it. Well, here are your two favorite words, Argo fans. Victory formation. Kahari Jones could not believe it. He, He mouthed the words, no. Wow. Memories of the BC Lions from a year ago. No one could believe it. I mean, that was a sure win on the Montreal side. They let it slip away. As an Argo fan, you will take it. You, It's hard to win in professional football. You'll take any win any way you can. Zero's on the clock. McLeod Bethel-Thompson takes a knee, and the Argos take an astonishing victory away from the Montreal Alouettes. It ain't pretty, but it's two points, and the Argonauts are in first place in the points column in the CFL East.